0: Good to see you. Whoa. Have I got double? Yep. Good to see you all. Katie Peehao Koto. How you doing? Good. So don't forget, like, a simple response is just like Katie Pai, just means good, or Katie Ora, which means like I'm well. It's like good, eh? Am I close, Lawrence? Pretty close. Yeah, i well, good, eh? Cool. Anyway, good to see you all. Hey, special welcome to, to folks that have come to support the amazing Craig I was trying to See, we were, bro. Good to see you. So good. Getting baptized, eh? Pretty exciting. Um, and if you haven't seen the power of Peter's moustache, just be careful, because it's pretty, pretty awesome, eh? I love Peter's moustache. Um, buenos dias. Um, yeah, Habla, Espanol. Good to see you guys, eh? Cool. Hey, and a special welcome to people on the podcast, eh? Let me just do a little pray for them. Yeah, morena atua. Uh, we just lift up, folks uh, that are listening, uh, who knows when, uh, to this message, Hey, eh? We pray that as we open up uh, your word, that it impacts them, um. Yeah, just bless them, A eh, for making the time uh, during their week uh, to connect with you. Um, so just bless them, eh, if they're driving, keep their eyes on the road. Um, if they're doing dishes or whatever, I eh, just bless them. Yeah, pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hey, so we're in this What's It All About? series, where we pulled together a whole bunch of topics. So a few weeks ago, we talked about Satan, um, and it was real interesting. The podcast, like the recording, was disastrous. It's normally totally fine. I preach on Satan and the podcast is rubbish. Interesting, right? Um, And then last Sunday, did a little talk on baptism because we had a whole pile of people being baptized, which is super exciting. And then today, talking about um, prayer, right? So talking about prayer. So here's a cool quote to start with from C.S. Lewis. It's much easier to pray for a boar than go to visit him, right? I thought that was pretty cool, right? And heaps of you right now are like... Oh, I've never done that, Craig. But you know you have, you're like, man, I should, vi- oh, I'll just pray for that person, right? I love that. C.S. Lewis is the man, right? Hey, so this is what we're talking about this morning. If God knows what we'll pray, before we pray, then why pray, right? If God knows everything, which he does, um, if God, according to Psalm 139, God even knows the words uh, in our mind before we're aware of them, before we speak them, right? So he knows everything about us, he knows what we need. Um, So what's the point in praying, right? When you're praying, is God like, seriously, why are you even telling me? I already knew, duh. Um, Or is there something else going on? So what do you reckon? So it's time to grab a friend. Um, If God knows all things, and if he knows the future, then why does he encourage us to pray? Isn't it just a total waste of time? Okay, so I know when I do the grab a friend, some of you are like, woohoo, we get to talk, and some of you are like, ah, why did I sit beside this weirdo? No, so bad luck. They probably love Jesus more than you, so talk to them. So have a little chat, thirty seconds or so, eh? Or if you're terrified, just stare at the screen, and no one will bug you. So, so good. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Okay, fuck it, wrong am Listen back over here, eh? Hey, so there's lots of reasons, right? Um, if you're sitting there this morning, or if you're listening on the podcast, and you're thinking oh my gosh, why? <laughs> then hopefully by the end of the sermon, um, you'll be like, "Ah, oh, I've got some good reasons why we should pray. So um, I think it's a good question to ask, right? And I've been asked um, that heaps of times by people over the years, like like being real serious, which is a good a good question. So let's do some Bible, right? So let's all go over to Matthew 6. So if you've got your Bible, we've got a device. If you've got something um, that has the Bible in it, on it, um, head over there. Eh? It's good. Uh, like I said a few Sundays ago, and I keep kind of thinking about it, I, I, I really believe we... The Word of God gets into us more when we see it, not just hear like me reading it. So if you've got a phone, hey, um, uh, get, get the Bible out. It's good to follow along. Let me read this A hey, Matthew 6, uh, 7 and um, 8. Uh, Jesus is talking about prayer, and he says this. Um, when you pray, don't... I love this, eh? Hey, I love this. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need, even before you ask Him. So if you were in that little discussion before, if you were like, does He really know? Then you see it right here, right? Jesus says it real clearly. Your Father knows exactly what you need, even before you ask Him. And He's saying it in, in love. It's, it's, it's in a loving kind of way, right? Um, one of the key things, one of the key reasons that, uh, why we pray is to do with developing relationship. It makes sense, right? God is a real relational God. He loves to hear us pray. He loves to hear us talk to him. He's never, when you're praying, he's never like, yeah, 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 yeah. I know that, yeah, 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 I know that. He's not like that, right? He really loves it when we, we talk to him. And what Jesus is saying here is, there's, no, I'm not saying, and Jesus is certainly not saying, if you use like acronyms to help you when you pray, like a lot of people will use ACTS, so adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication, or other little things. He's like, that's cool. It's people that are just kind of going on and on, or like, ooh, maybe I'll kneel today, and then God will really answer my prayer, or I better make sure I say at the end, in Jesus' name, because you know what I mean? He's like, it's not to do with formulas. It's to do with relationship. It's to do with a connection with God. So let me explain it like this. So Joss and I, next year, will have been married for 30 years. woo We've nearly caught up. Like, Robin and Mirren were catching you guys. They're only about 13 years ahead, so you better speed it up, because we're coming pretty fast. Um, not really. Um, so imagine if I came home from work, and I had some cue cards ready to go to talk to Joe. So I came in, and I was like, hello, dear, how was your day? Next cue card. Why? That's great. And did you walk the dog? That's great. How were the? Di- you know what I mean? She'd just be like, "Who is this loonhead? What is he doing?" We want like a relation. I'd end up on the couch for a couple of weeks for sure for that one, um, because it's a relationship, right? It's a relationship with our friends, with parents, kids, whatever. We want to have an organic, natural, responsive relationship with them, and that's exactly what God wants from us. God loves to hear us pray loves to hear us pray. I I often think of, um, in Isaiah 6, in the Old Testament, there's this passage, and and you see a similar kind of thing in Revelation 4 and 5, and there's this idea that God is in heaven, and he's surrounded by angels worshipping him, and it's just complete chaos. If you haven't read Isaiah 6, the first few verses recently, read it, it's just craziness. There's angels, and it's just full on. But the the truth of what Jesus says here, and the other verses we're going to look at, is that when you pray, no matter who you are, God totally hears that. He totally hears that. And I just go, how can he hear that through angels and people falling before him and blah, blah, blah? And it's because he's a relational God, because he loves you like crazy. And whether you've been a Christian for 50 years, whether you've been a Christian for, I don't know, what are you, nearly three months, Bro, He doesn't care, right? He just loves to hear you pray. Um, When I was young, I used to fall asleep praying, right? Who used to do that or does that, fall asleep praying? And for years and years, I used to feel really guilty, because then I'd wake up in the morning and I'd be like... (gasps) oh my gosh, I fell asleep talking to the creator of the universe and I didn't like hang up with the amen thing. And the whole was God, either like the whole night, like, where'd he go? What happened? What? Do-? Or, and I used to think like this, was someone's God like, man, no respect, Craig, seriously, creator of the universe here and you just fell asleep praying to me. And for years I felt guilty and bad about it. And like, honestly, only a couple of years ago, um, I had this, because this, this, I'm not the, super, the smartest guy in the shed, but I had this thought, and I was like, man, God would have loved those times. God would have loved those times when a son of his, a child of his, and I had a horrible upbringing. If you've never heard my story, my upbringing was disastrous, lots of all sorts of abuse, right? Um, To think in the middle of all that horrible stuff going on, I was falling asleep, talking to the creator of the universe, and then fell asleep in peace and security. And I just always imagined God going, yeah, that's how it should be. (laughs) He wasn't mad that I didn't hang up, you know? (laughs) It's all about relationship, right? About relationship. So I've started doing it again, right? So I've started when I go to bed. Um, I'm one of those people that falls asleep in about two seconds normally. Um, But I at least start trying to pray, right? And then I drift off to sleep thinking, oh, this is cool. This is a good way to to finish my day just checking in with God. Um, So this this question, right? If God knows what I'll pray, then why pray? One of the big reasons is um, relationship, right? Relationship. Okay, hey, so let's go over to um, the next one here, Luke 11. So if you've got your Bible, got your device, jump over there. Uh, Luke 11. Where are we going? Nine. This is the funniest passage. I love this. Jesus is real funny. If you haven't realized that Jesus is actually quite a funny guy. I mean, he's God and everything, but God created humor. Um, there's a bit in here that's just hilarious. I love it. So let me read this. I'll read a bit of it and then um, unpack it a bit. So Luke 11, uh, verse 9. Um, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. That's the one I usually use when I'm preaching. So this is what Jesus says. So Jesus says, So I tell you, keep on asking, and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you'll find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. And verse 10 is real crucial. For everyone who asks, receive. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. So there's a couple of things about this. The first thing is, um, in the Greek, so remember the New Testament was written in Greek, right? It was like the language of the day. Um, and in the Greek, it's really clear that these, these, um, all these verbs in here are continuous, they're ongoing. So it's not, you can't read it like this. And so I tell you, ask and you'll receive, seek, and it's not that at all. The way it's written in the Greek is that it's ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, <laughs> knock and keep on knocking. And if any of you have been a Christian for more than a few years, you know that's just the way God is, right? We don't pray and then be like, and I prayed. All right, next thing to move on to, we just keep praying and praying and praying and praying and praying, right? That makes sense, eh? You with me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know heaps of you have pre-lists, right? So I have a little pre-list I go through in the mornings. And I was actually checked this morning. There's people that have been on there for over four years, right? My pre-list is weird. I get points, and it's a long story. Now I've said that, I need to explain it, because you're like, he gets points. So my prelist is this, it's an app, because I'm really into gaming, and it's an app where you, it's actually a to-do list thing, and so as you do your to-do list, which I've turned mine all into a whole bunch of pre-lists, you get points for like killing dragons, and you get eggs that you can hatch things, and it's real crazy, but I love it, so kind of inspires me to pray more. Um, but I was checking this morning, <laughs> any complaints, eh? Hey, just there's um, elders you can go and complain to about my weirdness, <laughs> or whatever. Um... I was checking this morning and there's people that have been in there for over four years and I'm praying for them. Some people every day, some people every other day. It's not like pray and then I'm done. It's like, man, I'm just faithfully talking to God about them until God explains to me what the answer is, right? Because maybe I'm missing it. Maybe he's like, just keep being faithful, keep being faithful. Um, I love that, day. Eh? So keep on asking when we come to God in prayer. Um, a thing I, I thought a lot about this week when I was thinking about prayer is this here. Um... I always think about prayer as my job to do the asking, the seeking, the knocking, and it's God's job to do the answering. And sometimes I think we get desperate or we stop trusting God, and we start trying to do the answering. We start trying to make happen what we want rather than continuing to trust God. And I know some of you have got big stuff going on, like big stuff going on. And all I can say to you is you've just got to trust that God's timing is right. His timing is crazy. (laughs) His timing drives us nuts, but we just have to trust that he's got us, that he loves us, that he cares about us. We've got to keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. His timing is good, and he knows what he's doing, right? Um, to me, that's another key in, in prayer. Why do we pray? It develops a relationship. Another one is it develops trust, right? Um, one of the things I'd really encourage you to do if you're not, is to have a prayer list It can be paper, it can be electronic, you can kill dragons like I do, whatever. Um, But have a prayer list because the cool thing is every now and then, you remove something from your list. (laughs) And you go, oh my gosh, God totally answered this massive one. (laughs) Um, And one of the dangers if you don't have a prayer list is you forget the things you've been praying for. (laughs) And you're shooting up prayers, which is awesome, but then you don't see or realize that God's been answering those prayers because as he answers them, you go, wow. This prayer thing works. God changes me, people, humanity based on my prayers. So I love having a, a little prayer list, eh? Um, here's a quote from um, a guy, Arthur Pink. He's a famous New Testament guy from the early 1900s um, with amazing pointy ears, but it's all good. Um, this is what he said. The prevailing idea of prayer seems to be that I come to God and ask him for something that I want. And that, this is real interesting, and that I expect him to give me that which I've asked. But this is a most dishonoring and disgrading conception. <laughs> the popular belief reduces God to a servant, our servant, doing our bidding, performing our pleasure, granting our desires. No, prayer is a coming to God, telling him my need, committing my way unto the Lord, and leaving him to deal with it as he seems best. I love that, eh? I love that. that real, I've read that over and over again this week. It's, the, it's not coming to God as my servant. Like, God, sort this, sort this, sort this. It's coming to God saying, hey, with all the wisdom I got, which might not be much, this is what I'm praying about this situation, and now I'm leaving it with you. I'm going to talk to you about this every day, but you you bring the outcome, right? I love that. Um, another thing you see in these verses, ask, keep on asking, is if you don't ask, you won't receive, right? <laughs> if you don't seek, you won't find. If you don't knock, the door won't be opened. And so one of the things that's really important for us to understand, yeah, prayer is relationship, prayer is trust. But prayer works. (laughs) Prayer really changes stuff. Sometimes prayer changes me, right? Meaning us, not just me. It even changes you. Who would have thought? Um, Sometimes prayer changes us as we pray. Sometimes prayer changes that person we're praying for. Sometimes prayer changes a whole situation, right? Um, I love that. If we're not asking, then God's like, I I always imagine it like this. I'm going to pick on you, Bruce, because you foolishly sit in the front row. Um, This is often how I imagine it like this, Right? Um, Bruce has a a massive thing he needs to pray about. I'm I'm obviously making this up. I don't know if Bruce has got any massive things, right? And God is here, the creator of the universe, all-powerful, able to do anything he wants. And he's like, I'm ready to bless, Bruce, anytime, (laughs) anytime. And Bruce is too busy mowing the lawns or doing whatever, you know? And he misses out on the blessing of God. God's right there, ready to bless. Ask and keep on asking. See, You you get that, eh? Thanks, bro. That was amazing. Okay, come on. (laughs) Um, And the last thing in here is it's just funny, so we have to read the end, because the point Jesus makes in these next verses is good, but it's real funny. So verse 11, we're still in Luke 11. um, He says, You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? (laughs) Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. And then this is his point. So if you sinful people, you messed up crazy humans, right? If you sinful people know how to to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask them? And I I love the comparison Jesus is making. He's saying, even if you crazy humans can give good gifts, and then the idea, the way I always read it, it's kind of like, imagine what the creator of the universe, his gifts are for us. When we ask, when we seek, when we knock, right? If we can give gifts, God's like, man, Oh, I love that. But I love Jesus' humor, so I just have to jump on it for a second. Jesus is real funny. He could have just gone little. Instead of saying, like he said, your children ask you for a fish, and instead you give them a stick. But he doesn't. He says, snake, which they would have heard and just been like, who would do that? No one would. Like your kid comes to you and they're real hungry, and they're like, could I just have a piece of fish, which in their culture was real common? And you're like, yeah, no problem, son. Here, have this snake attack, Mwah, you know? And then the next one's even like crazier. They ask for an egg, and he doesn't say, If your son asks you for an egg, you give them a stone. He goes, your son comes and says, Oh, Dad, you know, I'm so hungry. Is there any chance I could have a fried egg? And you're like, yeah, sure, son. I'll give you a fried scorpion attack. It's like, oh. So when Jesus said this, they would have all just been like, Oh, I love it. So the Bible's pretty cool. Okay. But you get Jesus' point, right? God is a God of blessing, and he's going to do more than crazy parents, right? That's all he's saying. Hey, let's look at this passage from James 4. So again, jump over there and have a look. Um, this is a pretty challenging um, passage, but there's just a, a key verse I want to pull out in here. So James 4, I'm just going to be re- reading verses 1 uh, to 3. Um, and you got to remember, James is talking to Christians when he wrote this, right? So he's talking to Christians, and they're pretty messed up. And I, I, I think a lot of this does not relate to us, hopefully. Um, verse 1, what is causing the quarrels and fights among you? Don't they come from the evil desires at war within you? And we go, yeah, whenever I'm angry with someone, it's always from my evil, man. I, it's, you're right. And then it gets real extreme. Verse 2, you want what you don't have, so you scheme and kill to get it. You are jealous of what others have, but you can't get it, so you fight and wage war to take it away from them. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. And even when you ask, you you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only want what will give you pleasure. Um, I find that first part, I, I hope, doesn't apply to us. I can't imagine there's too many of us in this church or listening on the podcast that are scheming how to steal things from other people. <laughs> apart, Yeah, maybe Nick McConnell. Right, you're right, bro. Um, or, or waging war and fighting. I don't think that hopefully applies to us. Although if you remember, Jesus said um, often what we think internally is just as bad as what we do externally. And so sometimes we might be thinking some kind of shady stuff about someone, um, but hopefully not. The two bits I love in here is the motives thing. Um, even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You want only what will give you pleasure. And this is that whole core thing, and I've talked about this a bit recently, is that we've got to be asking in line with what, uh, with, with who God is, right? We've got to be asking in line with who God is. And so I think it's a cool um, thing to do regularly is when I'm praying for stuff and I go through my little prayer list, it's like, why am I like, obviously I've been praying for Craig forever, right? Well, not forever, for the last three months, Right? And like this morning, I was like, why am I praying for Craig? What's that all about? I just want to check my motive, right? And there's other people in the church I pray for. Why am I doing that? What's it about? Is it just good to check, check our motives? Um, and then to me, the key bit is this verse here. And I kind of talked about this before from that Luke 11 one, but it's pretty scary. He says it so clearly here. Yet you don't have what you want because you don't ask God for it. <laughs> I was like, man, there's a lot of stuff we want, Right? And he's saying, God is a God of blessing. He loves to bring blessing into your life. He loves to bring guidance into your life. He loves to bring healing. He loves to bring da 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 da, da. And he's literally saying one of the reasons that a lot of us don't receive the blessing of God in our life, the guidance of God in our life, is simply because we're not asking him. <laughs> and what's the reason for that? Is it arrogance? Is it I'm too busy? Is it I don't know? I don't know. I just find it challenging, right? Um, I wonder how many times I've missed out on the blessing of God in my life simply because I didn't stop to pray about something. I was too busy trying to sort it, trying to fix it, trying to whatever it, right? Um, crazy. Um, I love this quote by Corrie Ten Boom. If you don't know who Corrie Ten Boom is, the, Boone is, then Google her because she's like absolutely, or was, absolutely amazing. Um, I love this. Don't pray when you feel like it. Have an appointment with the Lord and keep it. A person is powerful on their knees, um, I just love this, eh? Um, don't pray just when you feel like it, because you may not even get around to it, is the idea, having a point with the Lord and keep it. Um, so I'm a bit of a weird prayer. Like, I've talked to heaps of you that are the same as me. Where a lot of people call us this, and no disrespect to this condition, but a lot of people say we're like ADHD prayers, which means we're just praying, popping, praying, 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 right? Someone pops into our head, we pray for them. We're walking down the street, we we'll see someone pray, 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 all over the place. Um, and I do that heaps, right? I'm, I'm, through the day, if someone pops into my head, I just pray for them. I'm in the cafe, there's like heaps of crazy people that come into the cafe and I'm just quietly not going up and talking to them. Some people I have, but heaps of them, I'm just quietly praying for them as I do my work or whatever. Um, Heaps of you, hey, whenever you pop into my head, shoot up prayers for you. Um, But at the same time, I want to have a set time of prayer in the morning. And so that's one of the things I do. I get up in the morning and have my time with Jesus, just hang out, plug in. And then I have my little prayer list that I'm working through. And there's some key verses in there I'm trying to memorise. And then a whole bunch of you guys and some other random people around the planet that I'm just praying for each morning. And sometimes all you get is a line, because I've stuffed up my time and I'm going to be late. So it's like, just bless Greg, God, watch over him. Okay, next person, bless Peter's amazing moustache. It's awesome and glorious, you know, whatever it is. Carry on. Um, But sometimes it's like, wow, I need to just sit in this. I want to just spend time praying for that person. I've set aside time to do that, eh? So I just encourage you to be thinking about your pre-life. What's your pre-life look like? Are you just like the, oh, I just do it whenever I think about it, which is cool, but how much cooler would it be? And remember, there's things you're not getting because you're not asking, right? James, Luke 11. Would it be a good idea for you to have a time during the day? It might be in the morning, it might be at night, it might be during your lunch break, I don't know, where you set aside some time and that's your time to just pray and, and listen to God and talk to God about stuff, so... It's kind of cool. I know some people go, I'm too busy to pray, bro. I just don't have time to pray. So I thought of you in advance with the greatest quote on prayer ever. I love this quote. This is my favorite prayer quote. John Piper, who's a New Testament um, scholar. One of the greatest uses of Twitter and Facebook would to prove at the last day that prayerlessness was not from lack of time. I just love that, right? Um, you get what he's saying. Eh? What, whatever we value, we'll make time for. Um, whatever we believe is important, we will make time for. Always, right? Um, and I say this carefully if you're not praying it's purely because you don't value it (laughs) you don't see it as important because whatever is important we make time for whatever we value we make time for okay so that's the end of this little first section right so hopefully you're starting to see why prayer is real important prayer develops trust in me that God's listening and working prayer develops my relationship Um, prayer changes stuff right literally changes stuff Um, so here's the next point and this is a pretty full on point Prayer can even change the way God acts, right? Prayer can even change the way God acts, which just really um, amazes me. So I've already seen it in Luke 11. Um, God is waiting to bless me. He's not blessing me. He's not guiding me. He's not whatevering me. Um, and then I ask, and now God does, right? So you can already kind of see that. But I want to look at this cool verse over in Exodus. Um, so you got your Bible, go to Exodus 32. This is a real, real powerful one. Um, that I want to look at where we totally see God change his mind, right? Which is kind of like, whoa, what is this all about? Um, But it's real clear in the passage here, so I want to read it. Um, There's a number of of references in the Old Testament to God changing his mind, right? So we're just going to pick on one here. Um, So just for a bit of context before I read it is... uh, Israel has been redeemed um, from slavery, right? They were in slavery for 400 years in Egypt. God's brought them out of slavery, and now they've been out for about two months, um, and they're camped in the wilderness by Mount Sinai, and Moses has gone up on the mountain to receive like, commands and stuff from God. So you've got to remember, they have no idea how to live in the wilderness at all. Um, they have no idea how to worship God at all. They've just got nothing. So God's downloading a whole bunch of information to Moses, And then Moses is going to come down to the people. But he's been up the mountain for a few days now. And verse 1 is hilarious. Verse 1, when the people saw how long it was taking Moses to come back down the mountain, they gathered around Aaron. Come on, they said, make us some gods who can lead us. We don't know what's happened to this fellow Moses who brought us here from the land of Egypt. I just love it, eh? So they're basically like saying, we don't know where Moses has gone. They're not mentioning anything about God, which is kind of interesting. It's all about Moses. And their thing is like, hey, when we were in Egypt, We knew we had idols, we prayed to idols, and that was cool. Now, Moses, we need idols. That's what they're totally saying, right? Which really, really ticks God off. So, down to verse 9 and 10. Then the Lord said, He's speaking to Moses, I have seen how stubborn and rebellious these people are. Now, leave me alone so my fierce anger can blaze against them, and I will destroy them. Then I will make you, Moses, into a great nation. So, God's going to destroy them, right? He's going to destroy the people of Israel and start again with Moses because he's sick of being ticked off with them because they're a bunch of gooses, not like us. We would never disobey God, right? But those Israelites, sheesh. And then verse 11, you see Moses pray, um, talk to God, and he changes God's mind. So verse 11, But Moses tried to pacify the Lord his God. O Lord, he said, Why are you so angry with your own people whom you bought from the land of Egypt with such great power and such a strong hand? Why let the Egyptians say that God rescued them from, um, with the evil intention of slaughtering them in the mountains and wiping them from the face of the earth? Turn away from your fierce anger. Change your mind. That's a key phrase about this terrible disaster you've threatened against your people. And then verse 14, so the Lord changed his mind about the terrible disaster he threatened to bring on his people. Um, again, you, you can see this in many different sections in the, in the Old Testament where God was going to do something and then... People prayed, people talked to God, and often you'll see the word relented, right? But here it just says he changed his mind. Um, God changed his mind. He was going to destroy Israel and start with Moses. Moses prays, um, and God doesn't. Some people go, no, 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 you can't have God changing his mind. That just gets too crazy. And I'm like, well, either God lied, and he really wasn't going to destroy Israel, but it was a test for Moses, but then you got God lying, or God literally changed his mind. He was like, this is what I'm going to do. Moses prayed, and God went, Excellent. Let's do plan B, right? God knows everything, so he knew this. But still, when Moses prayed, things totally changed. Same what you saw in Luke 11, right? Someone wasn't receiving, they asked, and then they received. Um, I just find this pretty powerful, so I want to just rest on this just for a second. This, This phrase just kept bouncing around in my head all week, right? I wonder how many times your prayer has changed the course of human history, right? I wonder how many times your prayer has changed the course of human history. That's a pretty massive thing to say, right? Massive. But what we've been looking at, you can't argue with it, (laughs) because prayer works. Prayer doesn't just change you. It doesn't just change the situation around you. It even can change God's mind. Let me say it like this. I wonder how many people were sick, but because you faithfully prayed, they recovered. I wonder how many people were confused on a decision they needed to make, but because you prayed... They received clear guidance from Jesus. I wonder how many people were feeling weak or despondent in their relationship with God, but because you prayed, they refound their faith and the power and vibrancy of the Spirit drew them back to God. I wonder how many times your prayer has changed the course of human history. Your prayer, no matter who you are, is powerful because it's got nothing to do with you, it's got everything to do with God, right? <laughs> He's the one that changes. Okay, etu, let's all stand. And I'm going to pray. Hey, just before I pray, I just want you to stop and kind of reflect on your own prayer life. How's that going, eh? Um, has it become non-existent, but it's busyness and priorities and stuff? Um, what what could you be doing to, to bring some prayer back into your life? Do you need to be like, yeah, yeah, I need to get a list? I need to set some time aside during the day, the morning, lunchtime, whatever, to just do some praying, right? What would be the thing for you to start that prayer happening? And, and to me, the key thing is that some of us in this room, some of us on the podcast, are literally missing out on blessing, guidance, direction, healing from God simply because we're not asking like we saw in James, like we saw in Luke 11. Is that cool, eh? Yes, Craig. that's awesome. Shot team, thanks. Can't let me just pray for us. Yeah, kia ora to um, man, thanks for this, um, the power of prayer. Thanks that it's you um, that changes things. It's not us. Um, it's always you. Man, oh, I just feel frustrated right now that heaps of us are missing out on so much of who you are, so much of who you want to be in our lives, so much of what you want to do through us simply because we're not praying. We're not asking. James says it. Um, Jesus says it. You don't have because you don't ask. <laughs> I just pray this message just echoes in our head, eh? or these verses, rather, echo in our head this week. And we go, wow, I wonder what I'm missing out on. I wonder who around me is missing out, receiving blessing, healing, empowerment from God, because I'm not praying for them, because prayer works, prayer changes things. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.